This is the Break Room Talk with said German Kyrie. It's break time. Let's go! Let's go! So you already, you know, waking, begging already. <laughs> you said what? I said, no, no, oh. I said, I'm missing any. Oh, yeah, second yeah, one, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold on. All right, let's rock and roll. Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. So uh, just recently, man, you were, uh, so we, like I said, we out of Cleveland. Just recently, we just uh, seen that you were in Cleveland. We were, we, we were both trying to go to that show. My guy, Jeremy, was trying to go to, but we wound up getting crazy but uh like busy but um first and foremost i wanted to say man before we got getting into everything like what's your uh what's your stance with cleveland man like how you you know you ever had any crazy experience man like touring in cleveland or just in general no i mean you know uh you know (laughs) when you've been doing this long enough you know all the experiences start to feel the same a little bit but uh you know cleveland's always been a, a a spot that i come to once a year so uh, nothing too outlandish, nothing different from the norm. I mean, like, as far, okay, like, as far as, like, when you are here, because a lot of times it stretches, like, I guess you get, like, two, three days or whatever you're a tour. Um, you don't get into nothing. You don't, you don't see the craziness of the city. You don't, like, you know what I'm saying? You don't get, like, no, because this city fucked up. I ain't going to lie to you. So, like. Like, how's our, how's our women here? Like, you think we, we think we got some bad bitches here or no? Yeah, I mean, most of the time I'm 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 anywhere on the road. I don't really get a chance to uh, venture out into the city too much mm. because between having to get up early to do radio promotion uh, and then having to get rest in between the shows and then having to perform that night, I don't really get a chance to do too much unless I purposely go out to look for something. You got to one day, man, just so you can kind of like, because uh, a lot of times I see. Um uh, like stand up, and a lot of times people will use like uh, the city. Like they'll say a name of a of a street or a certain venue, and be like, "Yeah, I went down to this," and they kind of like get people kind of like in involved in the uh, you know, like, "Oh yeah, he knows what the fuck you know that is." Like this, this is some a place in the city, and it just make the it just hit the jokes hit a little harder when you like experience, it, I guess. But for the most part, man, I was just I was wondering, man, because I always wonder what comedians. When they come and they come to visit the city, like, do y'all get in the city and, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and what y'all think about, I always wonder what the fuck people think about Cleveland because it's so, like, slept on for real. Like, and you being from New York, it's like. After I'm there, I went to the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Kind of really dug because uh, of the musical history and all the musical artifacts. So I got a chance to get into that a little bit. And, you know, and then on my podcast, Spears and Steinberg. I love it. I love it, by the way. You know, I'm I'm, I'm tongue in cheek with Cleveland. You know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's got its issues. So I, I, I poke fun at it a little bit. All right, I, that's what I'm trying to get. That's what I need because we fuck with our we fuck with our city. If you from here, we fuck with the city. Yeah. But it's like it fucking sucks too. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it's like people call it Gotham City, and I I, I don't really like them kind of making that moniker of or, or, or the city because it is a nice family orientated city like some people told me it's we come here to retire or something like that but you know at the end of the day it really ain't 
Yeah, it ain't shit going on here for it real. Ain't, it, ain't. <laughs> it ain't shit going we get on. Get it right now, passing mics and shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cleveland <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Cleveland <laughs> shit. <laughs> the mic fucked up before we started. Like, Damn, like it gotta be. We blame we... everything on Cleveland too. Like, man, some Cleveland yeah, shit. Yeah. My mic's fucking up all type of shit, but. Yeah, we got it from the Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, <laughs> yo, it, it's a it's a cool city, but. Sometimes it feel like a, a a side bitch that don't know how to act. No, that sounds hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just best way to explain it. I just recently visited uh, New York not too long ago. It was my first time going to New York, and I know you're from New York, so I definitely want to hear a lot about about uh, those these things. But far as me being in a city that is bigger than something I could ever anything I could fucking imagine was. Literally, too, it was like damn near anxiety for me. Now, if you being from New York is different because you, you know, you, you, you're used to that. But being from here, it's like I didn't even know they make fucking cities this big, buildings this big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was just, and the crazy part about it is I never even went to all the other boroughs. I was really like, like I did go to like Brooklyn and shit like that, but I did, I stayed like Times Square and then went all the way like downtown and then took the train, like literally went downtown. And it took like five fucking minutes to take the damn subway back up. I was like, shit, like, it was it was bizarre, man. So it was just like, being from that kind of city, man, I feel like it it comes with, you got to have like, I don't know, in some way I'm, I'm thinking like, it's it got to be 100% different. You got to have some kind of like toughness or something to be from a fucking city like that. Or or just be made, come, cut from a different cloth, like. Like, how is it, like, the comparison between, like, if you if you kind of get what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying, like, l- looking at Cleveland and New York, like, what, what, is, what is it, like, the, the biggest difference other than it being bi- fucking huge? I mean, you know, I think for any person of color, uh, an urban city is an urban city. You know, mm-hmm. they have some of the same qualities in terms of roughness, trying to survive, trying mm-hmm. to make your way, ghettos, hood. Uh, so it's all similar in that way. Um, but New York itself, the city itself, it's like it's its own celebrity. It's its own entity. Yeah. You know, people, and the first thing they do is want to take pictures and look up at the buildings. You know, Empire State Building. You know, obviously before 9-11, the Trade Center, Madison Square Garden. You know, yeah. uh, if you go to the village in the Meatpacking District, or whether you go to Brooklyn or Queens, you know, the city has such a strong foundation in terms of its history that the city of itself is its own personality. Whereas like, you know, again, well, there might be similarities in cities like Chicago, Detroit, LA, New York, Baltimore, Philly. They all have that same thing in common in terms of cultural identity, in terms of strife and poverty and roughness, and ghetto, and hood, and dangerous. But New York, in terms of what it's known for, is its own glamour in that way. You know, Times Square, especially in the 80s, uh, back when Times Square wasn't corporate, and it wasn't Disney World. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's fucking Disney World now. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like, uh, I, I, uh, I was listening to one of, I guess, the latest pod you put out about, like, I don't know if it was a Times Square killer or, or, or something like yeah. that. I know you was basically saying, like, uh, you and your dad used to walk down the street. And you was able to see, uh, like, all the, the, the sex shows in the windows and stuff like that. And, like, I know today it ain't, it ain't, it, ain't, it don't look like that. Now, I, ne- I never been, the closest I've been to New York was uh, to Buffalo, but I'm sure it's probably. Yeah, 
it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have the same identity that it used to have and and like i said on that podcast episode you know no one wants to glorify the the the, the dark side of it the the, mm. the the prostitution and the hustlers <laughs> and, and you know the muggers and the and the sex houses and all of that uh but at the same time that's what gave New York its identity was that grittiness, you know. That's the uh, what I picked up from it when I was there. I picked up like that. Um, like I swear I was like, man, I swear to God, I, I never, I never seen so many trustworthy motherfuckers. Like, like not not trustworthy, but like they can know how to talk. Like, listen, like I literally was uh, walking, and uh, a motherfucker said, uh, "Did you get your your, va- your um your um what is it called uh, a COVID yeah, COVID test?" COVID test. Yeah. We doing them right here out this fucking van. I'm like, where we from? I'm like, the fuck? You don't do no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you kidnap me and pull off. Man, like, the so fuck? Many trustworthy sh- niggas with shits outside of the damn building. Like, oh, okay. This red bus right here take you up downtown. I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't give you my car information. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, but it was so normal. It was yeah. I mean, you know, back, back in the 70s and the 80s, New York was known for such... You know, for that for that kind of rawness that if that if you weren't from there, you had to be careful where you step. But even if you from there, you knew how to navigate and maneuver through that. But again, not to glorify it, but it it gave you an identity. It Mm -hmm. gave you a certain level, a a different level of uh, of toughness. It it, it just made you more aware, more sharp, which I, I. you're not from that environment, uh, for lack of better words, you tend to be a little bit slower. Um, and, and, and that could be a good thing or a bad thing. But in terms of sharpness, quickness, toughness, it puts you ahead of the game. You can make it in New York. You can make it anywhere it come from. Though. There you go. And we say that shit about here because I swear to God. <laughs> because, look, I, I agree with that. I, I do feel like um, – that like because it's it is real fast. It's real. It's a fast lot going pace, on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, I was. I think I was. I got a pizza at like four, like three o'clock in the morning and some shit. I was like, "Am I? That's crazy. I'm able to get a fucking slice. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm hungry. I get a slice. It's like, it's like trash every fucking where. Like fucking. It, it, I don't know. But I can tell it's a, it's a real hustler. Like if you y'all be a real hustler to stay there, to be there and to maintain and all that. So I'm I'm fuck with it. So but this is my thing. So are you in currently in New York now or are you are you say like you were. In LA now, yeah. So what's I mean? So I've been to LA too. It's a completely different vibe, completely different vibe in New York. Uh, do you feel like that New York shit that you got from basically, li- you know, growing up in New York can he- help you maneuver around these LA motherfuckers? Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm a New Yorker at heart, but I'm an LA dude, man. Oh, like man. like you know. I, I, I think I've been kind of spoiled in the sense that I got the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in a comedic sense, I tell people who do comedy, man, unless you've traveled, unless you know what it's like to be on the East Coast, the West Coast, the Midwest, the South, how can you be a complete player if you never played in different arenas? Right. You yeah. know, the ball bounce different in different arenas. bounce different on different rims. So yeah. it's like, to be from New York and face that fast-paced energy and that hustle and that flow is one thing. But then to come to the West Coast, where it's 
the same kind of drive, but it's different in terms of the mentality, slower pace, yeah. easier pace. And then you go down south, which is completely different. And when you have a little bit of experience from all those places, mm. you can put them together. And, 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 I, and, it, and to me, it only makes you as sharp as you can be mm. comedically uh, in terms of your hustle and how you move and how you flow. Because you get a sample of how everything is different as opposed to knowing one way and one way only. Yeah. How can you be, how can you truly be that great if you don't find one position? Yeah. I, you know, I take the LeBron factor. If you can play five different positions, you're you're deadly a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, LeBron fucking beast. We we know we had that nigga for how many? So you know he's fucking crying. Okay. Man, <laughs> no, I, I was I was saying too, like a little bit of what you were saying. Like I know that uh, you move into LA and like different places. Does, that you think that helps your material a lot, like, you know, making better, I mean, like, as far as, like, making uh, jokes that relate to people where you at? Because it's, like, if you're from New York, let's say you're from New York and, and you're a comedian, you just, like, giving them New York jokes and shit, they like, nigga, I can't relate to this, you know what I'm saying? So it's, like, you can adapt to wherever you at and, like, make an L.A. joke and, like, you know. What is a New York joke? I'm just saying, like, anything that has something to do with New oh, York, okay. like, just anything, like, you know what I'm saying? You think that, that, I, I that, saying. that helps, like, far as, like, you making, like, more, like, uh, funnier material, like, wherever you at, like. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, look, if you got that ability to be able to intercept where you at and make that work for you, uh, that's always great. But, I mean, if you're talking comedically, there's more than one facet to the game. You know, yeah, there are some comics who can come in your local city and find out what's the history of the city and do jokes based on the city to get those laughs. Right, right. But that's only playing your playbook. Right, right, yeah, right, exactly. Right. Okay, so that was kind of based. On what yeah, that's kind of what I was. Yeah, right. So he raised. Okay, I get it. But I, I, I get it. I mean, I personally, man, like I said, I, I, I'm a '90s baby, so I, I pretty much grew up on like you and Mad TV and like just your whole like kind of your catalog and um even like when I was younger um my mother used to have all these fucking deaf comedy tam deaf comedy jam uh tapes. So and and literally, I'm a fucking kid. I'm not supposed to even watch this shit. Right. But <laughs> like, I'm watching all these shits. Like, and I remember like, um, you having a set on Def Comedy Jam, and like, literally fucking watching it. I literally watched the shit up a million fucking times. And you doing the Andrew Dice Clay and all of these like you know things. So I, bro, I've been a fan for a long time, bro. So when I see, when I see the progression of like just like your comedy, it's like it's it it amazes me and it and it, it makes me kind of think because nowadays. I would like to think of you as uh, one of those fucking gritty co- comedians where you kind of like say shit that, you know, you don't really give a fuck. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of be like, hey, that's just how I feel. You know, I even think on one, I, I can't remember what it was. It was the one where you was with, with uh, Kevin Hart and all the man. He was like, I don't give a fuck. Funny to me. He was talking about the, the insulin. Like, you were talking about the, I thought that was one of the funniest <laughs> fucking that. things. Right. So today, it's the cancel culture. How do, how do a comedian like you, and like other comedians like you, like that, that that that's do they want to? And people want to always complain and bitching, you know, about that shit. How do that comedian survive today in cancel culture? How are you doing it? Uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, you know, yeah. You know, I was born in '75, man. I'm an '80s baby. I came up in that Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. George Carlin era. Yeah. So it's the only way I know how to be, even if it's to my own detriment. Um, 
You know, it's kind of like Dave Chappelle's classic skit when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. Making it real much to a, to a fall. <laughs> uh, but to me, you know, I come from that era, man. I like I like uncut cocaine. I like uncut Bolivian <laughs> yayo. Yeah. I like my comedy to be what it is. So uh, I'm kind of feeling, I'm feeling like I'm waiting out the storm. You know, is it is it serving my best interest? Probably not. But if I believe in what I do, and I and I believe that you shouldn't do nothing unless you truly believe in it, and you give a thousand percent, then you got to wait it out. You got to wait the storm. Is you know, you got, old school man. You got to lay up against the ropes. Fifteen round fight, not twelve. Fifteen. You got to take the rib shots, and you got to answer every bell. And hopefully, hopefully. It, it works on my side. It works in my favor. If it don't, well, then that's just going to be something I got to live with. But I believe in my craft. I believe in what I do. I believe in my thought process. I believe in the, in, in the potency of the material. And there's an audience for that. So I'll take the rib shots. I got to wait it out. Right. Uh, I was about to say, like, uh, the whole cancel culture thing, like, I know with the whole comedian thing, like, but is it the same thing, like, with, with, with mainstream movies and stuff like that? Because, like, in my personal opinion, it's a couple roles that I felt like, you know, you, you, you would have been good for, but they let Craig Robertson come in and, like, Hot Tub Time Machine, I feel like <laughs> you would have been good in that. Uh, right. Pineapple Dropping Express, names and shit. I feel like you would have been good in that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas but, trying to start beef and shit. Like. No, no, it's not, it's not no beef. I'm just being real. Can't, I can see him in, in Hot Tub Time Machine. Because just for the type of movie it was, with the drugs and the sex and all that shit, I can see you in that movie, bro. And then, like, you know, in, in the pineapple the same way. Like, I can see them roles fit you. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think Craig Robinson is a fucking watered-down version of Harry Spears. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so I feel like, you know, we, we as... We as we we as comedic comrades and, and <laughs> want to all go. We all want to say the right thing. We all want to go. Well, congratulations, my brother. Yeah. Some of us won't tell the truth and go. This is a competitive business. Yeah. And if, but black folks don't get the same kind of opportunities in terms of quantity, mm. the way white boys do. It's even more competitive. So. Am I happy to see my brother eat? Yeah. But damn it, I want to eat too. No, thanks. thanks. From a, a competitive standpoint, niggas is lying if they don't go, yo, when I watch so-and-so on the screen do a role that I know audition, I audition for, not to say he ain't good, not to say he didn't deserve it, but in your mind you go, if that was me, what would I have done to it? What would I have what would I have said? And I think, and listen, I know Craig. Craig's my guy. Mm. I think in terms of movies, when you watch him on screen, he's great at improvising. Yeah, he's yeah, great he is, yeah. at making a moment. That's a skill not everybody possesses. Yeah. There are some dudes who are great comedically, yeah. but movie-wise, it don't transfer. Chris Rock is a comedic genius. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Movie wise, he don't do what Eddie Murphy do. Okay. He yeah. don't do what Mike <laughs> do. Yeah. Them niggas try to steal a scene. Yeah. Make yeah. a moment. I agree. Kevin Hart. As much shit as people give Kevin Hart, eh, whatever. He ain't funny. Da da da. 
when you were on top for that long yeah. and you that strong, niggas can't wait to knock you off. Yeah, but right. now, Kevin Hart knows how to make a moment on camera. Yeah. So to me, Craig Robinson is that dude. Now, stand up wise, he don't his punch to me ain't what a Eddie Griffin is. Exactly. Dave Chappelle is yeah. one of my favorites. O'Neal is. Mm -hmm. But he knows how to make that moment on camera. So I'm saying that to say he deserves everything he gets. And listen, when these sometimes when these white boys anoint you, a Judd Apatow, when you in, you in. Yes. Yeah. Who the fuck I am? And I, and and you know, but Craig's his guy. Yeah. So I can't fault him for that. Craig is his guy. And and I think that's where it falls at because I noticed he's kind of in and and I think that when we were talking about that, I don't think we was kind of like. Saying yeah, fuck Craig Robinson. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't asking that to try to, you know, no beef like that. Like respect to Craig and all that. I just was thinking, like, you know, because uh, I wanted to ask you, was there any roles that you wanted to take or you turned down to end up being bigger? And I started thinking about movies that you would be good in, and and then his character and all that stuff popped up. But yeah, it was no way type of, you know, no, no comparison like that, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, look, Craig, Craig's a funny dude, man. Like I said, I would, I would never take anything away from him, but it's like. Often, you're not allowed to say anything. And when you say something, and when you vocal, and when you're aggressive, you get labeled a hater. Mm -hmm. You get labeled bitter. And if I was saying that Craig shouldn't eat, it should be me instead of him, yeah. then you can label me a hater, and you can label me bitter. Yeah. Hats off to Craig. Tip, hat tip. Mm -hmm. But you'd be lying if you didn't say from a comedic standpoint, a competitive standpoint, you didn't look at it and go, man, if that was me, I think I would have, yeah. what if I, yeah. that's just natural. Yeah. Especially with men too, especially with men, it's natural, it's a, it's a natural thing. For sure. Especially with somebody in your lane, like, they, like, um, like, I know for a long time, you, you are said one of the, um, one of the uh, good impressionist uh, comedians, and um, you have, that's a lane too. Which I don't. Which I wanted to ask you about. Would you consider? Would you consider yourself in that lane, or you are? Are you just? Do you feel like you're a jack of all trades in that in that realm? But before you answer that, I just wanted to know, like, when you when you are in that in that lane, and you get other people who, like, I say, uh, who the fuck do you like impressions? Fucking like Jay Farrell and Jay Farrell, Jay Farrell, Ron Crockett, yeah, exactly. You get all these impressionists, and you be like. I can, you know, I like I'm sitting here looking like I know Aerie Spears do a better fucking impression of this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm I'm 31, so you know I could I, I don't know if you was the you started kind of the impression. He was the first one I seen. Or whatever. I, I wouldn't say you started it, right? Like you just you probably that was just probably something that you like. Well, I mean, when he when he first when he first started, probably was for his shit. But I'm talking about like I I'm sure it's like impressionist before him, like right, like you. I mean, you know, I, I started when I was 14 and yeah. I did Def Jam when I was 16 and Showtime at Depala when I was 17. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, growing up, my, my teacher or my mentor in terms of impressions, of course, was Eddie Murphy. Yeah, because yeah, he, he, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. When Richard. in the 80s, yeah. it was that incredible with it. Um, and I know that some people may have given me credit or anointed me 
that guy because I started so early. Mm. Um, but, you know, cop impressions ain't something you put a copyright on. Yeah. That's open domain. Yeah. Anybody can do that. Exactly. But there are those who do it really well, and there are those who don't do it so well. Uh, and, and listen, I've said this. I'm envious of, of a guy like Jay Farrell because Jay Farrell can do guys I can't do. Right. I wish I could do Will Smith. I wish I could do Chris Tucker. I wish I could do Chris Rock. But I can't. Mm. Um, no, I just said, oh, that's all I said. That's <laughs> we all do people that we wish we, we, we wish we could do. I've never seen anybody kill Steve Harvey like Godfrey. Oh, oh, oh he's hilarious. Anybody black or white. Yeah. Tony Soprano the way I can. Oh, man. Your fucking Tony Soprano was hilarious. White, I've seen white dudes who are actually Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and comments said be people going, no, that's amazing. And I'm fighting everything in me to go, that shit is garbage. Yeah. You don't need to on a Tony Soprano with the issues. But a family's coming and shaking a base. Fire. And I'm just like, what are y'all hearing? What are y'all hearing? It's the subtleties. Yeah. I say shit like that. Well, now I'm bitter. Now yeah. I'm angry. Now I'm all of this shit. I'm jealous. No, I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. So if your yeah. shit ain't right, it ain't I'm gonna right. tell you right. Exactly. But if you great, I'm gonna give you credit too. Yeah. But you know, that's 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 just moist age era we live in. No, facts. No, for real, moist. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is why I say this though because. Um, I feel like you can get trapped into that. Like you can get trapped into that idea of like, oh, you're um, because listen, this is just regular people's shit. Where we know we we're not, you know, like let's say growing up, we'd be like, uh, oh, Aerie Spears is on this, or Aerie Spears, you know, and they'd be like, oh, the guy to do the impressions, and I'm like, I my thing is like these, and we just your everyday, you know, what I'm saying people. So if people say this. Is that a, st a thing that you don't want on you? Do you not, as a comedian, do you not want to be like, oh, I'm not, a, I'm not just an impressionist guy? Because I remember, like, real quick, if we answer that, I remember you did a movie. Um, fuck, what was that movie called? It was with uh the girls that they was doing the band, they was doing the fucking band. Uh, Josie, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, you remember that? So, well, of course you remember. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the movie. You were you were fighting. I'm like, I need to know if you wanted if you wanted to do this. I'm gonna be I'm just be honest with you. I need to know the truth. You were fighting the girl, or you know, she was running from you, and you was doing impressions while you was trying to get her. Now, is this some shit you were just like, yo, at this point in my career, like that's what the fuck I want to, you know, whatever. But or is this something you just like, you know, you take it on the chin, you know, whatever. It's like, they is that one of those things where you get labeled a certain way, and they just like, oh, we need you in here for that, so you can. You know what I mean? Because I think you played yourself on there, right? You know, listen, um, I, I know to an extent when my bread is buttered. Yeah. And I don't mind doing depressions, but I never wanted to be a one-trick pony. Right. You know, my man my man is Frank Caliendo, who, well, at one point in time, when he was a regular anchor on Fox Sports for the NFL, he would have me come on and he would do Charles Barkley and I would do Shaq. Or he would do that. I would do somebody else. Yeah. I have nothing but love and the utmost respect for Frank. Because at one point, I think it was like the Super Bowl pregame show. He had me on. Yeah. 85 million people saw that. 
So, you know, that motherfucker helped me eat. Yeah. So I, I got no, nothing but love for Frank. But Frank is known for impressions. Yeah, he is. And mm-hmm. nothing else besides that. Nothing My else. thing is, and I'm a Jordan fanatic, I always wanted to show people impressions for me is like Duncan. Mm. I can dunk anytime I want, mm. but I want you to see my post fadeaway. Yeah. I want you to see my rebound. I want you to know my basketball IQ, mm. my passing ability. So I'm not just an impressionist. Right. We talk and, I, and I'm being as humble as I can here yeah. in a moment of sanity. Material, wit, intelligence, improv skills, yeah. or stone, yeah. pop culture, politics. You know, uh, family material, whatever it is. Yeah. What's the complete game? Right. Can you do it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad you use Frank Caliendo as an example because that's a perfect example of a one trick pony, and that's not even no slight to him because he has he's a, he's a funny fucking impressionist, like literally. Oh, so it's funny. Yeah. I get some of the motherfuckers on Instagram that'll troll or hate, and you know, ruffle my feathers. I'm getting better with it. Because I'm trying not to respond to everything that touched me. <laughs> no, for real. So, yo, you only, yeah, you've been getting by all the, I've been in the game 31 years. Mm. You've been by this whole time on impressions. Word. So you think that I can survive a, a year past three decades yeah. on just doing Jay-Z right. or DM <laughs> or LL? You don't think my skill set is sharper than that? Yeah. Fuck out of here, man. No, yeah. And, and, and like I said, I, I've seen you do shows where that's not even impressions ain't even the high like the high. Yeah, I seen I seen him last year when he came here and he didn't even do impressions. It was like bitches in the crowd like do do such and such. And he like, bitch, you do it. (laughs) 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 No, for real though. But like that, but that's that is what I'm saying. Like where when you be like, all right, um, you know, you gotta have a whole a full, you know, like spectrum of things you can do as a comedian. Uh, to where you don't be labeled that. And I think that as comedians get older, I feel like you guys get so fucking, like, y'all get better because y'all like, live a little life and y'all got, like, different shit to add into and y'all learn y'all learned the craft at a high level. And I think that you, like, at, at the top of your shit right now, man, and I, and I definitely want to applaud you for that. Uh, and which brings me to basically what I'm about to say next is which is the, the podcast game. That shit transcend into the podcast yeah. game. I, I listen to... Um, a few episodes because I literally just recently found out about it, and um, and I, I'm like happy as shit because I got something new to listen to that actually is fucking funny, and I don't really know your co-host, but uh, I, I like the guy, yeah. but um, um, I think y'all, you guys is uh like chemistry is is good. I think that like a lot of times you throw each other alley oops, you know what I'm saying? Especially him for you, and you know, because uh, I remember watching listening to this episode, you was talking about fucking Sesame Street. And I thought that was fucking hilarious when you were doing um, uh, Kermit the Frog uh, <laughs> being black or some shit. I thought that was funny. And I was like, <laughs> man, I'm look, I've been waiting for this kind of shit. Podcasts are giving comedians the ability to show you a wide spectrum yeah, of their personality mm-hmm. and their comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess most people consider podcasts like being in the radio game. Mm-hmm. And I've had people from, you know, when I go on the road and I got to get up early at six in the morning to promote shows, I've had radio people tell me, hey, man, you should get in the radio. And I never really thought about it or wanted to do it because, first of all, I, I don't like getting up that early. <laughs> and no. second of all, 
that art form is such an incredible art form that there are masters in that. And But I thought, you know what, fuck it, let me do it. And I don't think that I'm anywhere close to mastering it. Uh, we're probably in our third, maybe slash fourth year. And I'm still feeling like we're trying to find our legs. We're trying to find our voice. But in that, For the uh, podcast? freedom of being able to say what you want, how you want, unfiltered, no boundaries. And because that's my style of comedy and that's my mindset, it allows me the freedom to creatively go where I want to go. Now, does everything I say, is everything I say funny? Nope. Uh, do I crash and burn sometimes? Yep. <laughs> but, you know, I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is where I succeed. Yeah. So I got to keep going there and testing those boundaries because when it does work, it works. Yeah. When it don't work, it don't work. Don't but work. when it works, uh, if I can leave the audience with something that they can remember or makes them want to tell somebody or makes them want to go, yo, replay that, rewind it, let me hear it again. Chichi, get the yayo. Yeah. That's real. <laughs> For real. <laughs> no, yeah, that's all that's what uh we've been we've been doing our podcast before. Uh well let me give you a little because you want to show, let me give you a little bit of backstory about us because uh this is the break room talk podcast. Uh, me and this guy right here said to to my right. He, uh, we met each other at uh, Walmart ten years ago. Yeah, Walmart. ten years ago, Walmart. Uh, and uh, we used to talk shit in the break room. You know, like we got together and you know when we on our break, we asking like, you want you about to go on your break? Got to go on your break? And we just be in the break room for longer than we supposed to. Just taking every, you know talking shit about everybody. You know what I'm saying? Making jokes, staying longer, getting in trouble. We actually got fired for stealing time. <laughs> <laughs> like, type, like type shit. And uh, we just like, we wound up going to media school like a few years, uh, like uh, like a couple years back. Yeah. And we were thinking like, hey man, like uh, we, I just want to bring that kind of vibe uh, back to- A podcast. Like, yeah, just put it on a podcast. Like we, let's just have that same energy. And um, uh, we started it and it, it just, it was just easy. It was just easy. Um, and it was something that I felt like it was a lane that can open up for open up doors for a lot of things because it's just conversation and people enjoy that shit. And then we, uh, I actually knew my guy Jeremy to the left uh, for uh, a lot longer. We, you know, went to school with each other, but um, we wanted to bring him on the podcast a little bit later because we know we know he needed a third guy. We felt uh, being uh, so yeah. This is the break we talk. Been doing for four years now, and um, you know we just kind of getting cracking a little bit more into doing things like this. Uh, you know, reaching out to people we admire and stuff like that. Um, this year we're gonna do a little bit more work at that. But um, us having a three-person podcast, we feel like it helps and it, and it balances out. We tried a two-person podcast. Yeah, it's like you, we we agreed too much, and it was just like exactly. you, know, well, you know, you know, off the cuff. The thing that I noticed about y'all three, which is good, which is I I think that a lot of people don't understand. How long y'all been at it? Uh, well, with me and said we've been at it for four years. Me, me, said and Jeremy, we've been at it for what? Uh, two, uh, two, almost yeah, two? almost two. Yeah. yeah. All right. So about four years in, so you, you may have kind of figured at least this part out. When you get people together to talk, especially comedians, we're all in in a in a, in a race to try to out comic each other, mm-hmm. and we want to shine. Everybody wants to have the best joke, the most potent quote. Yeah. And it's important that, you know, you learn how to talk. Mm. And most people don't understand. Don't, you know, stop 
like relax, fall back. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't try to talk over each other. Yep. Yeah. Listen. Let it's it's like basketball yeah. or a team. Mm-hmm. You gotta have chemistry. You gotta have the, the the rhythm and and the cohesiveness. Because if you think, oh, just because you get Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan on the same court on the same team, it's automatic. But if everybody wants the ball and everybody got the same agenda, how do you win? Yeah, exactly. you got somebody got to be willing to know when to fall back, yep. when to take the lead. When to listen, you know, when to, when to score off of what another person says. And, and you know, I've had people write in and say, you know, Andy's a, my, my, my podcast partner. He's a little too passive. Hmm. You know, Aries, you're the aggressive alpha male. You dog. <laughs> That's y'all rose, though. Uh, but he's so laid back. Yeah. That you know, where's his dog? Where's him putting this dick on the table? Yeah. And I'm like, look, man. Part of me goes, if I did a podcast with Mike Rappaport, who's the same energy as me, <laughs> man, Sauce, man, and Andrew Sauce, who's the same energy as me, yeah, could it work? Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins in a prime, yes. But if both motherfuckers got the same agenda, maybe not. Maybe it's better to have Michael and Kerr. Yeah, Let right. me break down the defense. Let me score. Let me get 40. Yeah. But when I draw the double, be ready to shoot the three. Yeah. So yep. Off the top, y'all's vibe seems more cohesive because it don't feel like anybody's trying to outdo another person. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all, yeah, we. You know the limits. Yeah, we all we all got our roles, like you said. So it's just like we not trying to talk over each other. That was our problem, like first coming in, because it was like we was so anxious. We just started a podcast, so it's just like, oh, let me just say my shit. Let me just say my shit. And we were talking over each other. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just so like who wants to hear this shit? So like now it was just more so like you know like as obviously like you know he's the he's the more vocal person. We just come in and our one two say our little one two or whatever. I talk too fucking much. I remember one dude hit me up. It was like, hey, man, can you be on my podcast? And, you know, I was like, okay, uh, you know, I, I can't do it often, but every now and then I want to I want to help up-and-comers. And we right. definitely appreciate that, so by the way. The only time I'm on, he's just talking, 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 talking. And I could sense his nervousness. And I said, hey, B, going forward, first of all, calm down. <laughs> Second of all, got a guest on. Especially somebody with a name. Yeah. Obviously, that's the attraction for your listeners to maybe tune in and go, "Yo, that's my favorite comedian. Yep. That's my favorite rapper. That's my athlete." Mm-hmm. So let them do what they do. Exactly. Yeah. Ask questions accordingly, but let them talk. Yeah. You so nervous that you just keep talking and talking. What's the point of the guest if you're not going to let the guest? Do what they can do, right. which is why you got them on. Mm-hmm. So, and listen, that's all shit you learn coming in. Because when you coming in and you don't know, your first objective is I gotta be good. Yeah, I yeah. gotta. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fuck up. I don't want to fail. So you're thinking score, 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 score. Right. And that's an initial reaction. Mm-hmm. But when you take a step back and you relax and you let it come to you. It's better. It's it's like that famous quote in that movie Colors with Robert Duvall and Sean Penn yeah. when he uses the, 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 the analogy where he goes, uh, I guess one young bull 
says to his father bull, hey, let's go rush down the hill and fuck all these sheep. Oh. And the father, no son, let's walk down and fuck, fuck them all. all yeah. This nigga just said this shit the other day. And wait, he fucking butchered it though. Then he said, Yeah, he said he some said, crazy shit. He said, just like the other guy said, uh, you go fuck the cow. And you, he said something about yeah, the cow. Didn't we he? just cut him off. I don't know. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is he talking about? Yeah, he said some off the wall. I was like, shit. don't ever use a fucking a cow as That's a. What I meant, though. Yeah, he, he said that Listen, that was better. That shit you did. Yeah. I swear to God, I didn't. I was like, dude. Bring hey, it home. Let's go seven bitches and hopefully not get caught for raping one. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I was saying. So slow down. Slow down. Yeah. Underwater, slow down. <laughs> hey, well, all right, you know, take some fucking notes, man, because damn, you need, you can deliver that better next time, my nigga. Of that little saying though, so I, I, that's why I got fucked up because I heard like three different ones, but yeah, that was the thank you, uh, Mr. Spears. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you can see, like we do have our we definitely do have our roles. Um, I like I said, I got fucking diarrhea in the mouth sometimes, but like I'm, I'm fucking ADHD, so I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, um, but uh, we do, I, I do have they're both very chill. We, I mean, I can be chill, but they are both very chill, but we are very fucking, um, we're like, uh, we f we definitely uh, counterpunch. Yeah, for lot. sure. Me and him a lot. And this motherfucker say the wildest shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually always high, so you know what I mean. So that's where I bring the low balance in right there. You know what I mean. But uh, it don't be the crazy. It's just I got a different way of thinking. Uh, you know, outside the box, and I interpret things a little different. So I be saying the same thing as others, but they don't. They no, don't no, no, no. Okay, I, I I ain't even trying to look. I'm not gonna lie to him. I might tell this man one thing. This this motherfucker said one time. Look, we was all having a conversation. You know, I'm about to go. We were having a conversation, <laughs> and this motherfucker asked a female. We had a female on. She, we say, he say, I, well, I'm, about to, I'm just about to tell this man how you get sometimes. Yeah. And we talking, and he just like, so I got a question, and we just think this nigga about to, you know, ask yeah, something. Right he say, uh, how do a how do a dick feel? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> just to add some context to that, we were speaking on the conversations of how how uh, tough women's uh, bodies are and like babies coming out and shit coming out and shit like that so I don't know why that idea came to my head but I felt like you know as a woman like what does a dick feel like going in not that I want to feel it <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying but they made us feel like that but. and that's what I mean this motherfucker is crazy well, we don't have a girl on the cast but, but with no context that sounds crazy no, as fuck that's like, like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. so it's motherfuckers that's, that's why it works because we this shit happens my shit happens, our shit happens, and it, it works, man. And um, we've been gone for a minute, and uh, hopefully, you know, further with it. And you know, uh, but um, we definitely, you know, appreciate that you you were able to actually hop on, man. Like we big fans of you, man. Any uh, you doing any, you doing any like uh, live shows like that or any? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm touring on the road all year, so you know, like I'm in San Jose. Uh, this weekend, and then the next weekend, I'm in Houston, and then I got DC. So yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm basically booked up back to the Ohio years. Uh, at all, Where already back in Ohio at all? I mean, I, I know you just left Cleveland, but anywhere else? Is... I I, uh, I don't have any Ohio dates slated oh, yeah. uh, anytime soon. Yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely next. I guess the next time you come out, I gotta have to go. Yeah, see, man. I, I got another question real quick. Who you got in this uh, Super Bowl, man? I don't have a dog fight in this game, man. I'm not a football dude. Uh, I know that's blas blasphemous. Blasphemous. Uh, 
in this American culture. Um, but yeah, I'm not. A, man, I, you know, the most I get busy on football is when I hit that L and I'm playing Madden on on, yeah. on the P. But yeah. other than that, <laughs> guy. Oh, man, that's my favorite fucking sport, man. I swear it's like, but I think it's also it also comes from like uh like your, your upbringing too. I think that certain states or football states, certain cities, football cities or basketball cities. Yeah. I think um here we were really big football people actually, and here in Cleveland. So, uh, believe it or not, we we've been having a shitty ass. Yeah, so, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Brown Stadium, is next door, but of course it was shut down. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, don't even get me fucking started on this here, man. This fuck that give you a heart attack, man. Fucking being fans of theirs, man. But yeah, but um, as far as um, like moving forward, man. Do you have anything like? And this is before we let you go, man. Do you have anything like uh, you want to do moving forward in your career, man, or, uh, like that? You a dream gig moving forward in your career right now? A dream gig. Yeah, I mean, you know, um. You know, I, yeah. You know, I, 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 I hope I can overcome the stigma that exists about me uh, that I'm somehow either an asshole or a diva, mm. or I'm hard to work with. Uh, like I said, I just think that I've kept it real to a fault. Um, I'm really not the dude that everybody thinks I am from a Hollywood standpoint. Mm. Uh, you know, in terms of boxing analogy, there's the people's champ and the paper champ. You know, as far as the streets go, I'm the people's champ. I'm Jadakiss all day. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the paper champ, official, in terms of Hollywood, I ain't Will Smith. You know, I always tell people, you know, I got Michael Jordan dreams, but Dennis Rodman had us. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think the stigma come, come from? Because, like, as long as I can remember, I can't really remember, like, you in the news for, like, no, nothing crazy. Like, you know, you ain't never beat a bitch up or nothing like that. It's, or... it's more politics in the Oh, uh, Google me. Google me, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I asked, but shit. Yeah, but, it, it, you know, everything still don't seem like nothing too too crazy unless it's something I missed or something. But, I mean, I, no. Unless it's between, between divorces. Ooh. The Corey Holcomb shit. Hey, I, seen, I seen that shit. That was all. That was sweet. That little sweet light skin shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and I'm a fan. Of, and I'm a fan of Corey Holcomb You know, uh, there's enough shit about me to where if you don't know me, you run off your assumption, mm -hmm. and your assumption uh, doesn't paint a pretty picture. Yeah. Uh, but for those that know me, and, and that's why I'm saying paper champ versus people's champ, uh, and this is not me having a moment of vanity, but I'm one of the most real legit niggas on the planet, man. I'm like, I'm so legit, it's ridiculous. And I'm a beat on that motherfucking microphone. Yeah. But the other shit that comes with me, yo, y'all there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other shit that comes with me, uh, I got to clean it up. Mm -hmm. I mean, but is it, at, at this point, man, like, uh, like, the, like, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, like, it's like fucking wild. Like, it's like one of them things where it's like, 
can we just be able to learn how to take people for what they are and and what kind of fucking person? That's they too are easy for people nowadays. Like they ain't trying to hear that shit. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood is high school, man. Yeah, you know the goth kids sit with the goth kids, the jocks with the jocks, the nerds with the nerds. Yeah, Hollywood doesn't do self investigation. What they do is go, I heard. Yeah, they say. Yeah, you, what we think, I and they run off. See that. I can see that because I, like I said, I am a fan of Corey Holcomb. I always that was one of the things I like a comedian. Like, like I, I felt that that was always a thing too with him. It's like he was a little too fucking crazy with the shit he's he said uh, before, and like just in general. And I'm like, okay, though those kind of jokes, I can understand why they don't transcend into you know bigger you know Both? shit. Yeah, yeah, but it's like it's 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 a lane for that dark like you humor. Just said, yeah. You just said something about like. Uh, Paper champ versus people champs, like, but we, but we still do love the paper champ too. You know what I'm saying? Like we, at, I mean, people's champ too. Like, at, 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 at the, at the, the, the paper champ is like more so for the streets, and the people's champs is more so like you know you could say I guess I, I don't really want to throw Chris Rock under the bus or oh, man, the is, is, is 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 Will Smith a better than Jada Kiss? No, no. Who's the bigger star? And why? Yeah, yeah. Those guys, uh, My- Michael Keegan and uh, what's the other Keegan, one? Keegan, Keegan K. Them like uh, I, I forget what I was listening to. Eddie Griffin was saying, um, I'm sorry, name Josh. Eddie Griffin was saying like when he met Obama or whatever, he he talked to Obama. Obama was like a real black guy. Like when he met Michael Keegan and all those, like he didn't talk. They didn't talk like how. He expected him to like it was more so. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? And versus like my, my dude, my brother. You know, the soul flow as they call her or something like that. And and you know, I got in trouble for that. I'm paying the price for that. When I said about Keegan and Jordan, Russell Simmons said the same thing. But you know, uh, Jordan is an Oscar-winning big time director. Yeah. And, and 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 what I said bit me in the ass, and I'm paying for it. Jeez. So there it is. They letting you have it for that, man. <laughs> you can't be. You can't have. And this is the thing because I've I've got in the, a smaller realm of trouble in this podcast being because I'm very opinionated myself uh, to the point to where I I really go hard for the people that are like you that that are the dark humor that are that can't that say the shit that us and that i that we like, think that it. I yeah laugh, that, that we think yeah, yeah we laugh to ourselves about the shit in group chats but and it's like we frown upon it when it's like brought up like you know what i'm saying but don't let me be hollywood because I, i'm gonna get canceled <laughs> i'm telling you i'm gonna be canceled because like like i deeply feel like for that type of comedy i deeply feel for the people that can that should be able to say what the fuck they want to and it's like we can't give up on that mission to do that like it's not i feel like there's and i'm and i'm this is me talking from ignorance but i feel like this it, it can't just be only one type of hollywood it gotta be a, a different kind of hollywood that that exists in I'm, I'm 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 i've been hanging on to that belief for a minute <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i would love to be michael jordan yeah. but i got different in tendencies yeah. so my, my 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 thought is there's gotta be a team that needs a Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah. Gotta team that rebound and play defense, even at the expense that he's a little fucking off. Yeah. So I don't know when I'm gonna get that call from Phil Jackson and the Bulls organization. <laughs> Wait. Ryan Hartson 
Cortez got a ring, so hey, you know it, it, it can happen, man. The Madison and Palace ain't nobody want Ron for a little while, but you know what I'm saying? They gave him a chance. Man. Same thing like you was about to say, AB, same shit. AB, yeah, you're right, you're right. They gonna, it's it's going to come around at the end of the day. And that's just like uh, what the fuck I want to do here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, before, uh, I seen you uh, commented in the Bill the Bill Cosby thing. Like, you want to speak on that a little bit, or should we just watch the, the documentary? I mean, you know, I, I, I watched the, uh, the Showtime documentary, all four episodes last night. And me and my podcast partner are going to speak on it next week. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's juicy. Um, I gotta check it out. Uh, my podcast is called Spears and Steinberg, the Jew and the Jew. It's available on streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, everything. Uh, so check it out. Yeah, we definitely, definitely are. Definitely, man. I, I fucking love it, y'all. I'm telling you, tap in. And uh, I appreciate you for being on the show, man. We definitely had a good time talking to you, man. You're a real-ass dude. We could, I can tell it transcends through the computer and everything, man. And this has been another edition of Breaking Talk. We out. Peace. Bro, I know I'm a manager, but I'm going to talk to y'all niggas straight up. Said, you got to take them fucking glasses off and look at me in the eyes. I want to see them beady little eyes when you look at me, bro. Them, your eyes is really little. And you don't look confident. Hey, look, Jeremy, we've caught you on camera. We have these special cameras. We, we can zoom in and see your activity, bro. We've been seeing you for three weeks straight, subscribing to nothing but fat white girls, only fans. And Kyrie, I'm really shocked about this. As your manager, when I found this out, uh, I heard that a transsexual woman came up to you and slept you. I don't know what the fuck that's about, but it's literally on Warstar. You are asleep. He literally took you away from your old family with a clean left, killed you. Lights out, gone. Y'all gotta get the fuck out. All three of you niggas is fired. Take off your vest, leave your name badges. Y'all not getting y'all W-2s at the end of this year. Get the fuck out of my establishment.